Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. You took off in the dead of night. But before you did, got your head combed right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first pod of World War Three, I suppose. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah, it really puts puts some things in perspective, like how ridiculous it is that we keep recording the intro to this podcast fresh every time. It's, you know, <laughs> it's 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 yeah, it's, it seems it's like very... it would have been smart at some point in a 300 plus episode run to like dial it in and get it just right and then save that as a file and use it every time. That's boring. It, I don't know. It is. You're right. Well, I know. one thing we can do with it is like I think we can make a game where you try to guess which episode it is based on <laughs> these slightly different intro. That is tempting. <laughs> you got people like it's... running stopwatches to count the milliseconds between when I say something and when Pierce responds. I, I, can, I can hear Kevin breathing in the background. <laughs> so it's it's a very it's a very simple thing and and it doesn't take a lot of time i think that there's something there additionally then you could you could screenshot what you guessed and if you got it right then you could post it everywhere so everybody knew how well you did and how long it took you to get it yeah but counterpoint if we just put together a perfect version of the intro and saved it we'd all have a little more time every week to i don't know play wordle ah well you know perfection is is not is not fun i've i've heard and there's there's only apparently one person who's achieved it um or so or so i've read in in a large book um but i don't know if have people done perfect wordles i i am not privy to the world wordle life maybe you all are are more Um, into it i don't know that there's such a thing as a perfect wordle I don't. I well. I don't. I played the game, so I don't know. <laughs> you're asking me. That... You're asking me the rules. Next, you're gonna ask me for the rules to like cricket or rounders, and I'll just make them up. I mean, I. I don't not want that to be an episode. Of uh, that's, that's next week. I would really enjoy that. <laughs> Obscure sports and games, and we have to take turns explaining the rules. Yeah. But like, I, I, whose lines it anyway? Style. So you know, Wordle. In case you like Pierce, are one of the remaining seventeen people under a rock on this. Is uh, a game now owned by the New York Times, but originally just developed by this dude named Josh. And it's a word game where you're you're playing to guess a five letter word, and so you type a word in on your phone and you hit enter. And then the tiles will all turn different colors. Gray means that the letter that you chose is nowhere in the answer word. Yellow means that the letter is in the answer word, but not in the position that you chose. And green means you have gotten the right letter in the right location. So you're trying to work your way to five green letters in six guesses. That's all you get. And you only get to do it once a day. So you only get to do it once a day, and I find that to be pretty 
impressive because because i get the sense from what i've heard from you all and others that there is a a hunger and a thirst for more wordling um yeah that's that's an interesting question because on the surface yeah i do and you can easily go find some things where you can probably play a bunch of times but i think in part wordle has taken off because you can only go play one time a day that's the only thing that really makes it different than pretty much every other time waster on the planet right now well yeah we just we talked about this last week when we were talking about netflix watching like you know there is really still something to be said for like weekly appointment television and something like wordle where you can only you get one puzzle a day is absolutely uh, the sort of equivalent version of that and like i get up and i go new wordle and that's like there there's something that's deeply brain rotted about that too no doubt but you know it 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 has fostered a, a you know an, a kind of enjoyment and anticipation that having endless levels at your fingertips just kind of doesn't yeah and i i think that you can also I feel like it'd be hard to argue in any way that it is a like a true waste of time. Like it doesn't. Right. You could call it. You can't say that you're going to get smarter necessarily, but you're not going to. You're not doing anything bad for your brain. You're not spending more time than it, it's worth it. Everyone can do it, and so it's almost as close to an objectively good thing as you can get. As opposed to something like say candy crush where the goal is to lock you into uh, much like uh, you know binging a 10 series a 10 season netflix series like it's trying to get you to lock in and spend all of your disposable time on that and preferably to give them money for it too and and i would say and and max when we were talking before Candy Crush is a good example. It's a quote-unquote freemium game. Um, I would say that locking you in, binging it, really wasting time with Candy Crush, I think what they're doing too is it's almost more like binging something on YouTube because mm. you're also watching the ads. And and I mean, I don't know, Max. I think that there's that that single use per day type thing is, is really... I think is really precious because then it's like you have one go, you get to enjoy this thing. I mean, it's not unlike, it's not unlike, you know, the page a day calendar. It's like, it might've had a really good fact on it. You have to wait for tomorrow to do any more. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely, as soon as it came out, I was against it. And then I learned about it and it's like, as much as I don't like the constant content for attention that we get, and talked about last week this feels almost like the opposite in a way where it's not i mean he did sell it but it, it it doesn't have any ads you can only play it once and i think that helps for not feeling like it's just competing for your uh attention um i mean the other big reason why you can only have one a day is the reason wordle became so popular is people sharing and comparing scores and that's only applicable if everyone has the same word every day. And this actually came up, I'd say, maybe two a week and a half ago 
right as the New York Times transitioned from the original, so this is a web application and not a, a native mobile app, and it, they transitioned the, the website, but it all runs in JavaScript. So if you didn't reload your browser, you had access to the old Wordle, whereas anyone else would have access to the New York Times Wordle, and the New York Times removed some words from the word list, meaning that on a given day about two weeks ago, the words were different. And that caused uh, quite an uproar, totally including chaos. even to myself, because I texted my friends and said, how did you guys get, I, this isn't a common English word. And to be to be fair to myself, I guess, or make me sound stupider, the New York Times removed certain words that they felt weren't terribly common. <laughs> and Max, I was still playing the older version, so I guess I needed the words removed. <laughs> Max, it doesn't make you sound more stupid. Using the word stupider makes you sound, <laughs> makes you sound stupider. <laughs> you know what? I believe that has actually been debunked and that that is an acceptable uh, English usage now. So well, it's more than five so, letters. So, so. so now who's feeling stupid? Really <laughs> well, I, I just am sad because I know that words don't matter in any, anymore. Uh, case in point, the word inexcusable. Uh, but that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> this is an instance, though, of, of words matter. And like ultimately people are sharing something where it's like, I don't know what some of the words have been, but I... I understand from others that they are very curious words. Sometimes it's like, oh, I guess, I guess that that is is a word. And I think that that's not only is it precious that it's one a day, um, but but you also get introduced to that. But I'm interested in kind of the sharing aspect, and sometimes that can get very toxic because it's the internet. Um, but maybe this isn't as toxic as it could be. I don't, yeah, I mean, I've ha I've got a group text that has turned almost exclusively now into like a daily torrent of green and yellow squares oh yeah <laughs> and and discussion of you know discussion of strategies and like the other the other day yesterday maybe the word was rupee and i it took me five guesses and i was like i i at some point during the day i think maybe some people still hadn't you know in that chat hadn't solved it yet and so like, i'm not gonna give away what the word is but it's like i don't know this doesn't seem like a terribly common word and i have a feeling that some people might struggle with this it's got three vowels one of them is a u and it's got a double letter like those are those are kind of hard to guess because if you guess an e and there's two there's no way for the game to like notify you that there's two e's in it you know unless you guess another word with another e in it um but it's you know it's been fun and and this is also it's exposed me at least to the world of wordle variants because there's a <laughs> whole bunch of them there's uh there's worldle which is uh, it's geography based and you get a like a silhouette like a, a outline of a country and you make a guess and the clue it gives you is how far away and in what direction the answer country is. It's fucking hard. Sounds really fun. Uh, <laughs> also, on the very difficult end of the spectrum is Quirtle, where you get nine guesses to simultaneously solve four different Wordles. Uh, that, that has probably become my favorite. Uh, and then there's also Pirtle. Uh, which is an NBA-based game where you're trying to guess players based on characteristics like what team they play for, what their jersey number is, what their height is, 
and and if you're a coward, you can enable a mode where you can actually look at the silhouette of their head as well. Uh, but it's you know so that that has like satiated my my sort of in between desire to play more you know to play more of these games i can just like play different games that have the same basic mechanic and are also all once a day uh rather than binging on 60 levels of wordle in a row which i am mm -hmm. certain that i would be doing if i had the ability to and i probably would like it a little bit less yeah, I think if you could play as many times as you wanted every day, I would probably spend two days where I do nothing but that, and then I probably wouldn't, I don't know, wouldn't play it again. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think there's a lot of, you know, on the flip side, there's a lot of content that's come out just in terms of of really playing around with computer science and words. And um, there is one variant called Absurdle where the algorithm picks a word but then it changes the word based on what you guess so that it tries to make it take make you take as many guesses as possible to narrow in on the final word so it chooses words on on purpose that have no letters that you guessed until like you kind of narrow the dictionary down to one thing where it can't really change anymore and there's also just like a bunch of content on youtube oh i said the c word sorry um where <laughs> you said it twice <laughs> oh oh no <laughs> Um, we have editors for that, right? Um, I there's, can bleep it out. But there's like there's videos on information theory and how to what you know finding what the mathematically optimal guess is for your first guess and how to how to proceed from there. So there's just I, when when things like this happen, I feel like there's a lot of nerdy stuff that comes out along with it that is re just really fun to to engage with for for a bit. And and I think what you're describing here is like this is this is of the moment and there are uh a variety of similar games going on similar in concept um which which means that this concept of like a a game per day a game that is i wouldn't say simple i wouldn't say simple necessarily to do but kind of simple in in concept um is appealing and i I know that part of it, we mentioned Candy Crush earlier, which is very different um, in a lot of ways, but is something people can kind of do uh, as they wish and, and uh, waste some time on that. But I mean, are there other examples of where there has been success like this in, in games of similar sorts? One that we didn't even talk about, um, but I think of in relation to kind of the higher mindedness of, of something like Wordle um, is there was a time, and I think it was when, when we were in, in college um, where Sporkle quizzes were very, very oh, popular, yes. but those were, those were very much bingeable. But I think it, those similarly appeal to, it's not really a skill in terms of playing a, a game in traditional like video game ideas, but more of, playing a game as a as a mind game um and and i think that that's one i thought of I, yeah i don't i don't think the i don't think wordle's closest analogs are video games i mean you know uh, what what's a what's a word-based puzzle game that you only get once a day from the new york times 
It's the crossword. Oh. And spelling bee. And well, crossword. yeah. Yeah. And letterbox. <laughs> but you can, you can, you can. Be- <laughs> There's a clear pattern can, here is what I'm trying to say. You can, bi- you can binge crosswords since they are, are uh, online. Well, you can, you uh, can go backward yeah. looking, but you can also, someone has set up a, a Wordle archive thing where you can go back and oh, play okay. all the previous levels, but I, it's I, not, I, it's not official. I guess in some ways then this is like a a a, a progression of the the print only um what you call it the the print only crossword puzzles. It's like you only get you only get one per day. Um yeah, you could go back and get like previous versions of the paper, but it really is a day by day type type thing. Yeah, I think um but the difference with with wordles with with crossword puzzles not everyone can really just pick them up and do them and also you can if you find a tough one you can really end up spending like an hour of your day and you finish it and you're like why did i spend an hour of my day doing that whereas with (laughs) wordle it's even if it's a really hard one i think the longest i've spent on one is probably five minutes and that's because i've you know, I really try to get it in as you know few guesses as possible, and I like to put the constraint on myself where I have to use the information that I've already gained. So, um, oh, you play hard you know. mode? Yes. Do you not? What? There are modes. It, Apparently, there's a, a setting you can enable where you well, if once you get a letter, you are only allowed to guess words that have that letter in that position. That seems dumb. Yeah. Oh, I th- it feels uh, unnecessarily limiting. I always played that way and then found out it was a setting, but I, why would you not? What you, what do you, well, if you because, don't do that, you can't get, can't win. Why? <laughs> yeah. But if you're, if, if your only goal is to get it in as few guesses as possible, then you want to do that. But say that you have like, so in this case where it took me five minutes, it's because I think I, based on what I had guessed, there's probably only like one word in the language that fit the answer. And I couldn't really figure it out based on my, the letters I had left. And Wait. so like, I could just guess a different word to eliminate four of the letters so that I can easily in my mind narrow down. Yeah, yes. that, that ruins the game. <laughs> what are you, what? That, that, is, the that is the game. What What are uh, you talking like about? You're, like, no. you're suggesting that you play baseball, but no one can throw curves. What? Is, what? <laughs> yeah, it's called no, Little I League. Just, <laughs> no, I just like having the opportunity to win on every guess. I, I don't. Every guess should be the potential word. I don't. I don't like the idea of using a guess that I know isn't correct. That's that's Every, not how I enjoy it. Well, that's that's a that's a personal principle. That's that's not a. What are we? We're now imposing right, we, rules on everyone. So else. so we found we found we, 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 as as we as we move into strat as we move into stratcast over here. <laughs> I just want to say that you know one thing that I thought was good about Wordle is that it is low stakes, but as is the nature of the internet it's wonderful except that it's terrible and i know that that like there are disagreements and and like even the game moving from something that one person did lovingly and being like i am overwhelmed um because of you people basically and i've sold it to the new york times I feel like this is this is like a wonderful thing that that people are getting upset about and finding reasons to be upset about. And I wonder 
one thing we didn't mention is other games like like uh, 2048 for instance which was very popular uh, i don't know like mm. actually now like almost 10 years ago um but but i just think about that is like is is the reason this is so precious maybe is because we know that it's going to be short-lived we assume the new york times will do something with it that will anger people even more and um i know that there have already been think pieces i know slate had at least one of them maybe more about what why it's bad to share your your wordle results and stuff like that like is this are we going to milkshake duck this as well and is that why these games are so precious um hmm. it's that's an interesting question. I, Probably. <laughs> I don't yeah. know the answer. I, I don't know what the New York Times is necessarily going to do to it to anger people other than put Make it behind Make all the words left wing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they've already done that just by dint of it being in the New York Times. I mean, like, right. the thing they're going to do is eventually you would imagine it's going behind a paywall. And that yes. that will be a frustrating bummer. Not not for me specifically because i won't lose access to it i'm a new york times subscriber but like you know somebody out there is gonna lose the ability to play this game unless they fork over some some cash to to the old nyt every month or year and like I don't know. That feels like it kind of sucks, doesn't it? And there are two layers of disclaimer to that, which is which is one, yes, you you are somebody who elects as as I do too to play the New York Times to pay for the New York Times games. And then there's another thing which is I like the democratic nature of the game right now that is free, but then there's this other aspect of like, here we are not only playing this game, having time aside to do that, but then spending time sharing it and and probably playing on a smartphone. And I'm sure that there are plenty of people that are like, I wish I had time to to play a silly word game on, on my smartphone um, and, you know, not have to work all the time or, or, I don't know, whatever responsibility you have for other people or other things. And so there's like, two layers of of i'd say comfort and privilege to the enjoyment of this game that um i you know the the paying for the new york times making something not free anymore is is kind of cringy enough yeah and it makes me think this is like kind of perfect timing for us to talk about that given that uh bandcamp announced today that epic games had had purchased it and it's like uh, this always happens this happens with you know when when craft breweries get bought up by ab uh, you know there there's always this push pull of like on the one hand this actually probably will increase some people's access to the thing it will mm-hmm. give it new distribution angles that it didn't have before but like you know no one's doing that out of the goodness of their hearts. Like AB didn't buy Devil's Backbone because they're like, we've got to make sure this beer gets into the hands of as many people as possible. They're doing it because there's a benefit to them. The New York Times didn't buy Wordle for any other reason that they think it represents a good business decision for the New York Times. And I don't really like the idea of these things like being being dangled as enticements to get you to do something that you weren't planning to do otherwise it seems like a bummer and i'm really frankly i'm really worried for for what's going to happen with 
Bandcamp as a result of this. Um, because yeah. it was one of the it was one of the good things on the internet, and I feel in a lot of ways like Wordle was that too. And so I'm I'm starting to get, I don't know now now my my ambient anxiety level about stuff like that is starting to tick up. I think it's like anything else, like content. Um, you want to you want to increase the scale. And you want the people who are now entering that audience as, as part of the increased scale to just think of the original thing and not realize what it took to increase the scale. You want people to drink Devil's Backbone because now it's available to them. They go, oh, this is a cool brewery. They have cool labels. They're, you know, they're local or they're from Virginia or whatever. And not realize like the reason it is now in front of you is because there is some big conglomerate. And I know that, not that we're talking about this, but I know Epic Games is really into keeping the open internet and the idea of that. But there is going to be something that that drives them getting, increasing that scale. And we just, we don't know what it is. And I think as people that appreciate these things for what they have been closer to the outset, I mean, it's not like I was the first person on Bandcamp or I don't know that you guys were the first people on Wordle, but like something will change. And I think that, that, you know, fear lies in anticipation there. Well, and you also get, you know, this is similar to uh, the New York Times buying the Athletic recently, like the the Bandcamp thing at least. It's like they they get to graph so the New York Times got to graft all the Athletic subscribers on and use that to say that they had hit their goal of 10 million digital subscribers. But like no they didn't. They didn't at all. They bought they literally bought, you know, two million of them at the end um epic you know epic in its announcement talked about wanting to take the Bandcamp infrastructure and apply it to creating these other new sort of creator focused markets for content technology software music so they bought a, a music streaming you know they bought a, a music uh, streaming and buying platform and music was the one of the last things they mentioned in the announcement like you know so so there, it's not just you know it's not just that they want to grow the scale of Bandcamp they think that Bandcamp is something that will help grow the scale of Epic Games New York Times thinks that Wordle is something that will help grow the scale of the New York Times almost full stop like any anything for Wordle is almost like a secondary concern. Sorry, this is taking a real turn. <laughs> yeah, so so as you know, as so always. So you don't play in hard mode. <laughs> 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 anything yeah. that's good will cause divisions and friendships, yeah, and it's... probably be bought by a big company, and you'll pay for it in some way at the end. Yeah, it's art. Well, Someone's gonna buy it and then charge you admission. The New York Times oh. is just there it's playing its own version of a board game of such, right? So Oh, they're very good at risk. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Shit, what, are they gonna try to buy risk you... too? Oh. I mean <laughs> they they to online to risk uh, <laughs> ongoing games? That sounds pretty fun. Oh god. Um, I don't know if that necessarily sounds fun to me, but what does sound very fun to me is uh, getting uh, this week's apology. So so maybe we should wrap up and move on to Pierce's sorry. 
Do you all use Microsoft Teams at work at yes. all for meetings? Okay, so we, we do that with our client. We do that for meetings. Um, and I was in a meeting last week um, and it was, you know, middle of the day kind of when we have that meeting. Um, and so I had to speak during it. It was a pretty large meeting, just a couple clients, but a lot of uh, contractors. So I'm done speaking and I go to click the microphone to mute myself. Well, here's the thing about the microphone in, uh, in Microsoft Teams. It is very small. It is also right next to a very small camera thing. So I instinctively click it and then I hear um, a, a younger person on my account who does not is not supposed to be speaking at that point, but is sort of run the meeting go, Pierce, your camera is on. I'm I'm not sorry for my camera accidentally being on. Goodness knows no one turns their camera on anymore and it is very impersonal. So like maybe having the camera on more is good, but I'm not gonna follow my own advice there. Um I'm not even sorry that I happen to be chewing because being in the middle of the day, I was eating lunch. That's bad, but what was really bad, and, and I immediately apologized and turned my camera off and muted myself, um, was that I had been in my kitchen making a sandwich, and it was a bologna sandwich. So everybody <laughs> on this call caught me eating a bologna sandwich like some eight-year-old. And, you know, I it was... I actually purchased this bologna from a butcher, so it was a nice bologna. But still, no one needed to see me eating a bologna sandwich on their midday call. So, now again, I'm I'm sorry to my coworkers and my client that they saw me and heard me eating a bologna sandwich if they were looking at their computer. But uh, you know, that was that was that was bad. That's a good euphemism. Eating a bologna sandwich. I'll use that more often. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. At least this didn't go in a tube in direction i mean look the the of all of the possible apology worthy things from that story you chose to apologize for your choice of lunch meat yeah you should apologize to your coworkers for not sharing your beautiful face more often normalize the video uh, I think Did that you? happened and it passed just but like wordle it was a fact that one is that one has definitely passed us by but so before you muted yourself, did you clarify that it was a nice piece of bologna, or is everyone? Are you no, afraid everyone thinks that's the thing. If you're Oscar eating, if you're it's eating local a, bologna. If, if <laughs> you're if you're if you're eating if you're eating that type of sandwich, like no one. I mean, if you eat a sandwich at all, no one's asking like, "Oh, what are you having?" Like, there's no joke. Like, "Oh, we got something good there." It's just like, "What a loser! He's eating a sandwich. He's having a sad desk lunch, and he doesn't even have a desk anymore." Like that's no. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do a big idea from pop culture. And uh, there is a new podcast out there called Basketball Illuminati. It's uh, part of the uh, Levitard network, and it's Amin El Hassan and Tom Haverstrow, who are two very knowledgeable basketball folks. you know talking about different things but a lot of it is kind of them pulling back curtains and and going behind the scenes and it's it's well produced there's lots of kind of you know zany background sound that helps helps get their their mission across but like they do they did like a segment in their first episode on a a king's game from a while back where buddy healed shot a three 
that was scored as a two and was never reviewed and corrected. Uh, so for forever in the history books, it's like in, you know, it's like in a scorebook somewhere as like Buddy Heald made a 24 foot two point jumper or something like that. Uh, so for, for the, for the sports nerds out there, uh, would, would recommend giving basketball Illuminati a check. Um, okay. You know what time it is. It's time to close the show with a piece of Rolling Stone rock trivia. And, you know, I know I've been giving you guys a choice and I can give you a choice if you would. I'll give you a choice. Uh, We have uh, a question about Swedish garage rockers, the hives. And we have a question about Big Daddy Kane. As one. Oh, uh, oh. I feel like we're more likely to get the hives one correct just because it's been in our life. I think that is probably true, which is why we're going to do the Big Daddy Kane question, obviously. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> um, so, in the song, I'll Take You There, which of the following is not one of the promises that Big Daddy Kane makes for the future? Is it A that Ethiopians can eat in Red Lobster for free? Is it B, that war ain't nothing but a game on Atari? Is it C, that pimping is easier than ever? Or is it D, don't think you can't afford expensive design because fresh Gucci wear is only $5.99? You said which one is not? That is correct. Which one is not one of the promises? I'm going C. I'm. I feel it's C. All right. I'm gonna take D again. I'll take. I'll take C as well. Okay. Big Daddy Kane, and I'll take you there. Does not promise that pimping is easier than ever. Pierce and Kevin are correct. Yes. Max's tough run continues. You gotta start. <laughs> You got to be like your, you know, do like your high school I play school on hard again. mode. I can't, I can't pick the same answer as someone else. So. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Big Daddy Kane was pre-pimping being like an archetype. That, 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 was, that was easy. That was yeah. easy. All right. Uh, that is the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web at www.prettyokpod.com or subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. If you do that, please tell a friend about the show. We would love to share it with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening.